All right, welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and backside, along with me, Zane Garceau. Happy to have you back on, man, after you were uh, head delegation for Urban Meyer. Uh, now, recently, John Gruden, after his spat with Las Vegas. But we're happy to have you back, man, after that hard work. And, uh, you know, we, we know you got plenty of work ahead with those cases, but we had to get, we're glad to have you back with this episode. What do you got to drink in front of you, my friend? Yeah, thanks. Uh, pretty good to be back uh, today, working with some Knob Creek whiskey. It's uh, a maple smoke. Uh, it's pretty good. So, yeah, what are you guys having? All right, cool. I got the pumpkin ale in front of me, and Corey is assisting us today. Glad to have him on the show. What do you got in front of you, my friend? Yeah, tonight we're drinking a little Angel's Envy. This is like a pregame for the bar. Yeah, all right. Good hump day uh, drink, pregame drink. Love it. Actually, real quick, how, how is that? Because I, I actually pulled that off the shelf to get from my dad for his birthday. And then I put it back and I got something in a box because it looked fancier. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends on which one you're talking Well, they're both good. Depends on which one you're talking for how good. Um, I have the port finish, I believe, but they also have a rye. Um, I like them both a lot. I believe the rye... Uh, MSRPs for double the cost of the port, though. I think it's like 90 compared to the 40. Okay. Yeah. The one I saw was, I think it was like 50 bucks. It was in a fancy, like, hourglass bottle. I don't know. Yeah. They have the same style bottle. It's just the label. It's different. But yeah, they're both good. All right. Cool. To know. Let's hop into the headlines for this week. MLB playoffs are in full swing. We're in the championship series going on right now. The Houston Astros are currently leading the Boston Red Sox in seventh inning, six to zero. So uh, that is probably a foregone conclusion that they will bring it back to Los Angeles up one game. And uh, I think uh, for earlier game, actually, sorry, Braves and Dodgers, they don't play until later tonight. Who you guys got coming out of this, both of these series? Because I know the, the Braves and Dodgers, Braves took a 2-0 lead, but the Dodgers came back last night. And it seems like it's more of an even series because the Dodgers get the next two games at home. So it seems a lot closer than, uh, than it seems like at first. But, Corey, who you got in these playoffs the rest of the way? Yeah, uh, so I still think we're going to have the Astros, unfortunately, and the Dodgers. Um I know there's some work to do for uh, for that comeback on that series, but I, I think it'll end up being the Astros and the Dodgers at the uh, end of the day. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see the Braves. I want to see that smaller market team get in there. It's always fun to see that, but I, I, I would probably do the same, especially the way that the Astros are beating down on the Red Sox now and then going back to Houston. I would probably do the same. What about you, Zane? Yeah, um, obviously, I, I'm not even sure. I definitely don't want the Strohs, but yeah, they're gonna go up. They're gonna go up three two here, and I I think the only team that could beat them would be the Dodgers. Atlanta's a nice story, but yeah, um, I think the I think the Dodgers that's just firepower on firepower right there. Um, so and and obviously the last time they they faced off. The Strohs were banging on garbage cans. Uh, so, so uh, a rematch. They're going to want would, their revenge. A rematch would be interesting, not only for the headlines, but also for just uh, on the field, actually, head to head. I think, I think I'll take the Dodgers and then the Strohs, and then I'll take the Dodgers. I know that's not going out on a, on a limb. They won 106 games, but um, I'll go with the, the Dodgers to win it all. Yeah, as far as box office material, I think people would like to see the Astros and Dodgers in the World Series just because you have so much talent on both sides of, this, of the ball. Not, not when I'm talking like it's offense and defense here. You see so much, um, so much talent on both teams there and both pitching staffs that uh, both teams are really deep. And it's, uh, I, I think I would like that matchup just for the fun of the game. But I also just want to see the Astros not score another single run because they're cheaters and they don't deserve it. All right. I can agree with that. Our favorite segment ever on this show, Coaching Carousel. We love talking about it. Uh, we probably get some of the more live segments when we talk about our coaching searches, especially in college football. Ed Ogeron and LSU decided to part ways after the season. You really don't 
normally see that where both sides agree on the same thing. Usually the coach is fighting tooth and nail to keep his job at whatever school it is. But Ed Orgeron accepted the deal. I think he had like four more years on his deal. So he'll be gone after this year. Corey, do you think Ed Orgeron should be fired? I mean, because that's pretty much what it is. Um, I, I would have given him another year. I don't know. I think I feel like they jumped the gun here. Yeah, he walked into a perfect storm with that championship year. You can make an argument for him not being, you know, him not having proved anything as a head coach. Giving, I mean, I could probably have coached that team to a national championship. <laughs> to be honest, but. I don't know. I'd give him another year. I feel like he's, I mean, he's an impressive recruiter. He's, he's, he was clearly working the transfer portal. I mean, yeah, you had a couple of down years, but everything's a down year after a championship win. If you don't win it again, I mean, it seemed, it's, seemed a down, it's always a down year when you come from the best college football team ever fielded in the game and you go to <laughs> last year and this year is there's no matter that, that that's inevitable. Zane, what about yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, I'm on the fence. I, to be honest, I probably would have fired him. Um, but I will say, I'm with you, dude. Yep, I would. I would. I forget, Corey. I'm with you. I think we should have fired him from <laughs> before this even even started. And it's not. A, I don't know. I'm not like a hundred percent sold on it because he did lose his DC, um, Dave Aranda, who's now the head coach for Baylor, who's like six and one right now. So and, and offensive lost- coordinator Joe Brady. And then he lost his offensive coordinator and Joe Brady. So he had an amazing staff, but I think that's the mark of the good coaches. I mean, Dabo Sweeney keeps like all of his coaches. And then you have Nick Saban who loses all of his coaches and yet still wins. Yeah. So I don't want to go around making excuses for Ed Orgeron. Um, And to be honest, I mean, getting the right quarterback solves everything. So if he had been given another year and found another Joe Burrow in the transfer portal, who knows? But I think this year the team has been incredibly flat and underperforming, even though they just beat Florida. Um, So, yeah, I think it's time. I think think it's okay. I think it's okay. I don't know if it's like his time's up, but I think it's okay to move on from him, try and get somebody more – offensively electric, I'd say. In all seriousness, I think he should have gotten an extra year at least just because, I mean, he he fielded the greatest college football team that we'll probably ever see, or at least for a long time. At least one of the best offenses that we've ever seen. And I know the offensive coordinators left. You got to give him another chance to try to rectify that situation and just to pull the plug so easily. He was an ace recruiter. Maybe not the best X's and O's coach, but that's what your coordinators are for. And I feel like you just took all away that momentum you had in 2019. You just yanked it. it, it it's crazy. And I will say the last three head coaches for LSU, Ed Orgeron, Les Miles, and Nick Saban, all won a national championship. So maybe with their new hire, this new guy, he's got a, got a little up to the hype, man. It's national championship or bust down in Bat- Baton Rouge. But I do want to ask you guys this. Now we have two primetime coaching positions open. What's the better job? And Corey, I can already see it. You already know what I'm about to ask you. What's the better job right now? USC or LSU? Corey, I'll start with you. This is so incredibly easy. It's it's not even, I, you know, it, it took me maybe five minutes to figure this out. I just <laughs> had to come up with some supporting arguments. Listen, USC is a better job. At LSU, they've recently won a championship. The fans want blood or win or blood. Um, clearly, the the administration is willing to get rid of a championship winning coach two years removed from it. That screams no thank you to me. Plus, I mean, if you go to become a head coach in the SEC, you are every year or most years going to run into a buzzsaw as long as Nick Saban is at the helm in Alabama. No, thank you. I want nothing to do with that. USC is just as storied, if not probably more so storied than LSU. You've got better weather, better recruiting. I'm going to USC. You've got a patty cake conference. I mean, maybe not as much as previous years, but still, I mean, they, they're not like it's the Big Ten. It's not the SEC. No. I'm taking, taking the probably higher paying, more prestigious, easier job. Yeah, sunny beach, South Carolina, South California, I mean. 
and you don't have to run into the buzzsaw that is Alabama and Georgia every single weekend and soon enough, Oklahoma. I mean, it took LSU's best team ever and they still barely beat Alabama on the road. And that that's just how thin that margin for error is for LSU. I just don't, I just don't, I mean, yeah, that, that team should be in a contention for SEC championships. And I guess, a national title contender here and there, but year in and year out, I just don't see it at LSU, but USC, there is that staying power. There is that brand of football where they, when that, when USC is good, college football is good. When you LSU is good, college football is just, it's, it's fine. It's just another SEC team. That's good. But when USC is good, man, they dominate the headlines everywhere. If you can control that market and that team, man, I mean, stardom. For sure. Zane, what about you? What's the better job? Well, it's like, like Corey said, it's easy. It took me five minutes and it's LSU without question. (laughs) Uh, I, I mean, when you, if you can win at LSU, like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is going to be a God forever at LSU. There's just no question about it. And if you can sustain, but I think it's more to do with you at the USC brand to me is dead. I always, I keep hearing about, I feel like USC is the next, this might be weird, but I feel like USC is the next Nebraska. <laughs> Everybody's always talking about like, yeah. oh, Nebraska okay. like, used to be this powerhouse. And I'm like, I don't remember a single day where Nebraska was a good football team. That's going to be the kids now where they're like, I don't remember USC at all being a good football team. So I, I think the brand of USC is just about dead. And, no, and nobody wants, they're probably going to have to do that super conference to be relevant again because the Pac-12 continues to prove that they'll just start hot and then trip over themselves and not be good the rest of the year. And LSU, you're going to be in the spotlight. If you can beat I mean, Alabama, if you're undefeated and Alabama's undefeated, that's the biggest game of the year every year without question. So I would go with LSU. Corey, do you want to address that Nebraska comment? Um, well, first of all, I love the, the Nebraska hate. I'm here for it. Get out of here, Oscars. <laughs> You garbage. You have been for almost as long as I've been alive. That's what I mean. Um, it's like they're like, let's return Nebraska to a powerhouse. Nebraska I, I was in the saying. Big Ten title game like eight years ago, and then Big but, Twelve championship game like ten years ago, nine years ago. But let me put this to you because USC's not in the Big Ten. <laughs> they don't have to deal with what Nebraska now has to deal with. USC has to deal with like two good teams and and then some like. D2 teams, basically. Like, if they can run their conference, they are headlining every year. Granted, they might do an Oklahoma where they headline every year, and then they play, they play a real team and get squished. But, I mean, that seals your job for a good while. See Lincoln Riley. Yeah, easy Big 12. And, obviously, that Oklahoma team is playing at a great level, but that's, that's a good point. I will say, I feel like USC has accomplished more especially this century, I think Nebraska, they won their last championship in 99. And then USC has three national championship appearances, winning two of them in the mid two thousands. Now I will say both teams have really just dropped off in this past half decade, if not decade, but USC, usually they're good for winning records under Scott Frost and the previous head coach, Nebraska has not seen a winning record. Right. But we, also, but we remember note, Scott Frost is a joke. Yeah, we remember USC being good. I'm saying kids today don't remember USC being good. That was that was too long ago. So, like, but do we think that LSU is just going to be that in ten years? No, I mean, LSU the cycle. I mean, LA, LA, you've got the Dodgers, you've got the you know the Lakers, the Chargers, the Rams. I mean, the, there's just everything in LA, and if you don't have that, then you have entertainment. In in at LSU in Louisiana, you have tiger football yeah so you control that entire state with uh, you got one spotlight yeah but you got one state worth of fans there are usc fans everywhere there are no lsu fans that weren't fans before they won that championship and that are still fans there are none of them outside of louisiana i'm a diehard lsu fan (laughs) (laughs) i did say before the championship say I was actually really just a Joe Burrow fan. After I saw him get murdered uh, in the, I don't know if you guys ever saw that hit in the UCF game where he died on the field. Um, I was like, wow, this guy's just a gamer. He came back 
and he never lost a game after that. So that well, yeah, some guy did lose his leg. That was the U UCF quarterback. Yeah, that, that was, was Mackenzie no, Milton. That was a different his game. Legs, Mackenzie his legs, still game. attached. He looked good at the beginning of the season for like the six. Oh, you're right. He got no in the conference championship game is when he got. Yeah, it was a, it was a different stuff. game, but yeah, uh, right. yeah. That I thought the light Joe Burrow's yeah. body. It was crazy. <laughs> Just Undertaker sit up and and then go to work. <laughs> All right, so. At Orgeron, LSU parting ways at the end of the season, we decided that LSU was the better job moving forward. So uh, expect Deion Sanders to go to LSU, and um, yeah, we'll go. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, LSU. Who, well, who do you think, actually, really quick, uh, give me one name each, who you think should take the LSU job? Uh, Zane, I'll start with you. Actually, here, I'll, I'll do it. I think Jimbo Fisher should take that job because him and – I think he was on – I want to say he was on that USC staff. No, no, no. That was Lane Kiffin. I think Lane Kiffin at LSU would be amazing uh, with that extra recruiting talent that he would get at LSU. And the boosters really want that, that uh, offense taken care of and that quarterback position to return to Joe Burrow-esque. Lane Kiffin can do that. Now he's going to be, he's going to be a weird coach, but you'll get what you want out of him. That would be my pick. Zane, what about you? What do you think? Um, Lane Kiffin's okay. I feel like Lane Kiffin is uh, just maybe like Chip Kelly 2.0. You think he's better than he actually is. Um, can't really build a program and win. But um, I would probably say – I'd say Joe Brady. I mean, coaching is – X's and O's is a lot of college football. Um, he already knows the SEC. You know, he, he, he I, I would assume he'd be able – and we'd know how to recruit. So if he could, if he could get the talent, which I don't think the South is short of football talent. I mean, they just, you know, eat, sleep, breathe football. Um, I think his X's and O's would just be next level. Uh, so I don't know, maybe Joe Brady. I haven't thought about it that much. So just throwing a name out there. What about you, Corey? Well, I'm going to throw out one name that I've seen it in the news anyway, but I think it would be a decent, possibly a decent uh, hire. Mel Tucker from Michigan state. I mean, he's brought that that program back from, you know, booty, just straight booty (laughs) to uh, to now they're they're undefeated and, you know, looking pretty strong. Um, The ones that I'll throw out that I don't I don't know that other people are talking about. Watch out for Mark Stoops. Um, Mm -hmm. Did the same thing with Kentucky. Made them relevant again. I can see that. Um, And that's in the SEC. I mean, I know they just got their cheeks clapped. Yeah, but they were out. They were just out. 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 Man. Yeah. I don't really. Agreed. I don't see that as their, you know, like oh they yeah. choked or anything. He couldn't, he couldn't out coach that talent gap. But no, I agree. But I could see that being a good hire. And then another one. I, a lot of people. This can get. This is going to get me in trouble around here for saying it. But oh god, be careful. I think not with you two, but with IU's head coach bringing IU back to being relevant when they have a quarterback. But playing teams really tough even without their quarterback. In one good year. He okay, but this year he's literally a quarterback away, and his quarterback's hurt again. Um, I would look at that as a pretty good hire, and he's recruiting to IU football these these athletes that could play elsewhere. I mean, that's big. You go to LSU, you guys made a good point. When you're recruiting down south, there is not a shortage of talent. Think about what he could do with an LSU recruiting base. I could see some fireworks. He just doesn't scream like. He doesn't scream, he doesn't scream, scream in some, some different version of English like, like Ed Horgeron did. Look at the <laughs> Come on, he doesn't have to be able to speak English. I think Are we should just... wait. I think we should wait one year to see to see what happens to Mel Tucker. Is yeah. That, are we still talking about Mel Tucker? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, well, he, he brought up the Indiana head coach, but I would agree about that Mel Tom Tucker Allen. thing. He's had one good year. He only spent one year at Colorado. Um, I, I just haven't seen enough head coaching experience. Now the LSU people are really high on Mel Tucker from what I've been reading and hearing. So I would not oh, be surprised by that pick. Well, the big Ten's about to beat up on each other. I mean, Michigan's just got a gauntlet ahead of them. So yeah, yeah we love it. We, we shall see. Don't fall into that trap game against the Wildcats. Now the Wildcats are a trap game. Pat Fitzgerald is the giant slayer. So and Illinois is about to ruin Penn State's playoff hopes this weekend when they go to Happy Valley. 
Uh, no Sean Clifford. Uh, that's all I gotta say. You know, it's 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 up in the air. Things could get interesting. It is up in the air. I will, yeah, I will say that rook that backup quarterback. I mean, he looked terrible. granted against against Iowa on the road, just thrown into it. He still looked pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like he had much of a chance. You know, it's like being in water with a bunch of chum around you and there are a bunch of sharks. I mean, he didn't really have too much of a chance, but. He didn't really show me anything to be scared yeah, he, it's not. Yeah, it's not like he was just out, man. He just looked bad. Like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Finally, we're getting past these headlines. Finally, we're getting past this Ed Orgeron and LSU headline here. <laughs> Let's talk about our My Backers Player of the Week. Zane, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, my Back my back Hurts Player of the Week for me. Um, just a I know it was against the uh, abysmal Houston Texans, but Jonathan Taylor racking up about 150 yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, he's been playing really well. That's two weeks in a row. He's been playing really well. Uh-huh. He's, keep, he's making my fantasy team look respectable. I'm still losing, but at least it looks more respectable <laughs> when, when Jonathan Taylor is <laughs> dropping 27. Um and I don't think anybody Carson Wentz looks. I think he looks fine, but I don't think anybody's saying he's their savior. I think Jonathan Taylor's really been playing well this season for the Colts. So my back hurts for me goes to Jonathan Taylor. Fourteen carries, one hundred and forty-five yards, and a two and two touchdowns. Nice, yeah. The running backs making a scene on today's show. I have Derrick Henry, three tutties, one hundred forty-three yards on Monday Night Football against the Bills at home. And, dude, he looked like he was a high schooler running around a bunch of sixth graders out there. It was just a different game that he was playing. I dude is just one. just better than everyone. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's just – yeah. Like you said, he's just simply better. That's the best He's the Madden play. character that you just, you just create in custom mode at 99 <laughs> yeah. everything. That's who Derrick Henry is. Dude, the speed that he has is just insane for his side. He looks like a lineman and just running and just – his 40 time is just insane for the size that he is. I can't believe it. It's, it's just so fun to watch him. Corey, who you got this week? Yeah, well, first of all, Derek Henry is also the My Back Hurts player of my fantasy teams. <laughs> uh, he's single-handedly keeping us afloat. Um, and we're still not doing so great in one of them. But my 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 Back Hurts player is going to be Tyrion Davis. We're going right back down to Baton Rouge, Danny. I know you were excited to get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this running back. I mean, come on. The kid had 36 touches for 287 yards and three touchdowns with a 40-yard 40 40 run being his longest against a pretty solid Florida team. I mean, to yeah. get that win and send your uh, send your coach out on a win, you know, out on a shield in a way, Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's pretty nice. No, that's a great pick. I really like that pick. I mean, we know on this show we're Joe Burrow fans. But we still got a little bit of LSU fandom inside of us. It's still in there. So I'm happy to see that. All right. We talked about it before the show. I was talked about it on a previous show in the NBA or in the Chicago Bulls season preview with Josh. Let's talk about our uh, meatball plays of the week. And we'll start off with Ben Simmons before we go into our own picks. Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia Sixers. Dude, I don't know what is in his head. It just seems like he's quitting. And he's making over $140 million. And he's gotten like $2 million in fine up to this point. And that's not chump change, man. Especially when you don't grow up with that much money in your family's bank account growing up. I just don't know what he's doing. He got kicked out of practice because he didn't want to participate in a drill. And we saw pictures and videos of him practicing with a cell phone in his pocket and sweatpants while the rest of the team was in their full gear. Dude, I just don't get what's with this guy. And it didn't seem like he took the Giannis approach where he's like, you know, my outside game is not great, but I'm going to work on it this year and I'm going to try to come back and be better. It just seemed like he just decided to up and quit about it. Um, overall thoughts about that, Corey. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously from the outside looking in, it looks bad. And I, I mean, it's the only thing I see. So it's the only thing I can base it on. The kid looks like an idiot right now. You're, you have no offensive presence on the court. You're severely overpaid. And, and over-desired, but well, maybe not now, but you were over-desired by other teams. You had the world in your pocket, and you were given half-assed effort. And, I mean, you have no outside jumper to speak of. Your inside offense is still not impressive. 
I mean, he's not a natural sport. The kid would have been an all-star in 1965. Yeah. I mean, but now this is not the way the game works. He shouldn't be considered as good as he is. And now I don't know who wants him. I wouldn't. I don't, I mean, I don't want him on my teams. That's for sure. I don't think I'd give out trade picks for him. No doubt. Mm-mm. I wouldn't. There's no I would way. sign him to like, I'd sign him to like a small contract because he's a good, you know, he can, he can run the floor for you, but he's not scoring. So you better have an all-star cast around him. He's got four more years on his deal. That, that is just such a hard contract to get off the books. It's so difficult. Zane, what do you think? Uh, no, I definitely agree. I mean, yeah, like Corey said, Ben Simmons would have been good back when Nebraska was good at, uh, at football. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, seriously, like to talk about like D- Dame Lillard for, for Ben Simmons, if I'm Portland, there's no way I'm trading Hell no. Dame Lillard Absolutely for Ben Simmons. And, and of all the people to be holding out, it should not be Ben Simmons because he definitely needs to work in the gym. I mean, yeah, he just – I don't even know what year he is in the league. He still can't shoot. I mean, it's at, six at least, year. At yeah, least didn't a, he have two rookie years too? I mean, at least a free throw. Yeah. I mean, if you could at least hit a free throw, goodness gracious. So yeah, he just kind of looks like a clown right now. He's putting on the makeup every time he, he doesn't, you know, every time he just makes headlines for no reason. And then finally, Joel Embiid just called him out, which is like, yeah, that's finally, like, I don't know what we're, you know, playing with words for on this, so the guy, yeah, it's just a joke right now. So you're under contract, show up, practice, you know, you ask for the trade fine, but you know, show up and do your job or don't collect do your, your paycheck. You know, yeah. So I don't, I don't get it. After six years, I don't get how you don't improve in that area. Like if you're, if you physically put in the work, you can't not improve. Like there's just not a possibility, especially when you're that kind of talent, it just doesn't happen. If he was putting in the work, I just don't believe he's putting in his full effort. I think he's just he's just resting on that contract, man. I really don't think I don't see a lot of drive out of him, and he's ruining himself for future contracts and future spots on going to a contender. That's for sure. So, all right, let's talk about our actual meatball play picks of the week. Corey, who you got this week for your meatball play? Well, we're gonna go back down and visit the SEC country again. All right. Here. Um, I, I got to show equal love and dislike for them, I guess. Um, we went from the my back hurts to my meatball, but I'm going to go with Tennessee fans throwing garbage on the field. I mean, Ooh. come on, your football team, less than impressive, generally speaking, and that's been the case for as long as I can remember. I mean, you got a nice color orange, and that's about all you got going for you in sports. Let's, let's calm down and not throw, throw things at the better teams. I mean, that's that just looks bad, you know. See someone threw a mustard bottle. Oh my god, that's not surprising. They, what they hit the coach with a golf ball. I mean, yeah. Come on, like that's pathetic. Go go back home and drink your five dollar whiskey bottle. I don't know what to tell you. No, they're drinking moonshine down in that territory. No, they're all blind. That's why they get so mad about the call. <laughs> Dude, the end of that game, I don't know if you were watching too, that Tennessee quarterback had a chance to win it at the end, and instead he just ran the ball out of bounds like that was going to do anything. So he ruined their one chance because, I, I don't know, it was stupid. Tennessee did not deserve to win that game because they had plenty of opportunities to do so. They looked awful. Like it was, Yeah. It was impressive. I don't get how they fill that stadium year in and year out with the product they put on that field. Bring back Butch Jones. All right, Zane, who you yeah, got? By the way, that oh, by the way, that quarterback was Michigan's transfer quarterback, I believe. So oh. <laughs> you're welcome, SEC. Well, we took one of your transfer quarterbacks, and he's he's been ass. He's he's been ass these past <laughs> couple of seasons. So thank you for that. Thank you, Michigan. <laughs> your quarterbacks, uh, they suck. Hopefully this year is better for you guys. Zane, who you got? Uh my meatball player of the week. Oh, is- all right. Bill Belichick. I, I don't know if you guys were watching the Cowboys New England game. Mm-hmm. That fourth quarter was a roller coaster. I mean, they go up 21 20. Mac and Cheese comes in, throws a pick six, Stefan Diggs. All right. Mac and Cheese comes back in, 75 yard touchdowns. What? It was his brother. No shit. They have the same name. 
Yeah, it's Stefan Diggs. Well, no, not the same name. No, it's it's Trayvon Diggs. I said Trayvon. Yeah. Oh, at least that's Stefan Diggs. No, it's Trayvon Diggs. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, they don't all look like Danny G's. Come on. You said Stefan Diggs. Oh, I'm going to roll back the tape. You said the wrong name for sure. No, I said Trayvon. I, no, negative. We're going to run it back. No, run it back. Th- there is no rolling it back on free Zoom, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, anyway, Trayvon Diggs, pick six. All right, but here's where, here's where Bill Belichick, to me, I, I, I mean, defense is your calling card, right? Mac, Mac and Cheese throws a 75-yard touchdown. They go up. 29 26 all you gotta do you just gotta get a stop you just gotta get a stop and he gives up not only does he give up a field goal to tie the game he then gives up a touchdown Dak Prescott to CD Lamb to just and end the game so I'm looking at Bill I'm like hey come on all this talk about Tom and Bill and who was better I mean you were in the perfect you were in the perfect place to win the game and where where was Bill in his vaunted defense? I'm what I'm just wondering. So, meatball play. The Cowboys shouldn't even be hanging with you. They're trash. So that's my meatball player of the week. Who's a better uh, coach, Bill Belichick or Mike McCarthy? <laughs> Plead the fifth. <laughs> Do I need to dignify that? <laughs> I don't know. It just, I haven't seen him and Mac and cheese do anything like things. So I, he didn't do anything with Cam Newton, former MVP. So I, you know, that's what I'm saying. Mac Mac and cheese, like that guy had ice in his veins. He was balling out that that whole game, you know, bailing out the D. If it it wasn't for all those missed passes in the pick six, dude, he was amazing. Dude, he was gangster. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Bill. All right, there we got our meatball plays of the week. Oh, no, I got mine. Yeah, don't skip over me. All right, I got... That seems unimportant. I got Washington State head coach Rolovich. I don't even know his first name. But he got fired after refusing the COVID vaccine. The state issued a mandate for all governmental employees. Washington State is a public institution, so that includes him, that they need their COVID-19 vaccine. He refused the vaccine and he got fired. Mike, I just don't get when you're, when you got $3 million, he's the highest paid employee in the state, more than $3 million a year coming at him and four years left on his contract, power five job. I know it's a pec 12 power five though. And you choose to leave that because of the vaccine thing that that's, that's proven to be safe at this point. And it's, it's, I just can't believe it. You, you ask all those players and their families to sacrifice for you and their program when you recruit them and you can't even do the same when you're coaching for them. You can't even put that same sacrifice in there. I just, that it just seems selfish to me when you're a leader of young men like that. And also at this point, why are you still trying to die on that Hill, especially with that, with that mandate coming in and you lose all that money, you don't make all that money at any other job. And I can't imagine him getting another head time, uh, full head coaching position like that in the future, anytime soon, especially at that level. I just don't get it, man. It, it, it just seems crazy to me. Corey, what do you think? Mm, that's a tricky one. That gets like, I mean, I could see it as a moral stand. I think the mandate's ridiculous and a little bit insane myself, but I mean, you leave a lot of money on the table there and you potentially jeopardize your career a little bit. I mean, let's let's not pretend Washington State is some marquee job. I mean, it's just not. But, um, I mean, yeah. Is Washington State one of those D2 teams you were talking about when we were talking about USC? It's definitely not one of the teams I'd be worried about in that conference <laughs> normally. Um, I mean, no disrespect to the players, but I mean, it's just not. I mean, it just it isn't. And it probably never will be. But economically, it just doesn't make sense to, to not just do it and, you know, keep the job. So I, it's a bit of a meatball play, but to each their own. Yeah, I mean, if you want to – I think it's meatball play because there's so much money on the line. There's so much relationships on the line for it. It just seems so, uh, I, I don't know. It just does not seem worth it to me to sacrifice all of that uh, for a shot in your arm. So Zane, what about you? Yeah, not, 
I don't like to be a fencer, but I mean, I kind of agree. I like, I like a lot of, a lot of points that everybody's making. Washington state, definitely not a marquee job. Maybe he's got the inside on the LSU job. Who knows? But it's about uh, a job. LSU or Washington state. <laughs> oh my God. That don't even make me laugh. But uh, I, yeah, it, it, I think it's a tough call to be honest. Do I think it should be a federal mandate? Probably not. Do I think everyone should get the vaccine? Probably. Yes. But, you know, if you're if you're over, I mean, if they want I mean, the schools like you have to get vaccinated to go to school, right? You have to get X amount of vaccines. So if they want to make that a vaccine moving forward for kids, fine. But I think if you're an adult, I don't know. I don't know about a a federal mandate, but, you know, it's his choice at this point if he wants to leave his job and everything. And if it was worth it, I'm I'm sure he weighed his options. So I'm not going to not going to judge him too harshly. But uh, do I think everyone should get it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the mandate, I don't really care. I think the, the main point that I think a lot of you were trying to make was just, dude, I mean, you just, I, why are you trying to die on that hill? Everybody pretty much has to get at this point, whether it's a mandate or not, it's pretty much the rest of the world is moving forward. If you don't have, no one's forcing you to get it. I, you made your choice. You don't have to get it. No one was forcing you to make that choice. But the rest of the world is moving forward. If you want to hop on the train and move along with us, then you got to suffer the consequences. And uh, of course that's not working at Washington state. Uh, one of the most premier college football jobs in the nation. Now here, I have a question for you guys after Mike leash gets canned this year. Uh, does he return to Washington state? Wait, he's getting canned from Mississippi state or is that yeah, your, hot, that's your hot take? Yeah. It's another sec school, dude. They expect conference championships and national title contenders year in and year out. There's no way he's going to survive that. I love beating up on the FCC because we can't do it in football. <laughs> it's yeah, so we great. Do it on our podcast, but not on the field. <laughs> no, All he's right. not going. He's not going back to Washington. No, State. he's not. I don't no, think there's too get- much. I feel like there's just too much young blood right now. I mean, I'm not interested in retreads, to be honest. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just not. There's just too much young blood. Too many, too many smart people coming up. Um, I mean. No, no see, I, he's not getting fired, at least after this no. year. No, they're having a decent, they're having an okay year. He's not going to get fired. All right. Talk about our pull my hammy section, a team that got upset that had no business losing to the team that they lost to. Let's just start it off, guys, with Iowa. Number two, Iowa, losing to unranked Purdue at home. I think they got exposed. Iowa's offense got exposed at how bad that offense really is. Defense, great defense, but... Even at home, they could not get it done, and they lost convincingly that game. It was bad. But it's just another example of the Big Ten just cannibalizing itself. Corey, what do you th- – Big Ten guy. Uh, I know they're in the room, West, room. but I think that was the West's best option uh, to put up no, easily. a team in the football playoff. Easily their best option. I mean, the West is soft compared to the East. I they're not that good. <laughs> they they no. haven't been for a long time. This was Iowa's best year for about as long as I can remember. I mean, Purdue just exposed them. They Purdue is not that good, but Purdue is a trap game in the Big Ten. Ask Ohio State. They've had some really scary games. I personally, I loved it. <laughs> let, the, let let the let the uh, let the pretenders be shown for what they are. Michigan, please don't make that sound really bad in the weekend. Yeah. Be careful about, about that got. language. Might come back to bite you. Trap it probably trap will, game, let's be honest. Trap game. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely a trap game, Zane, especially coming off that big win over Penn state the previous week. Uh, where does Iowa go from here? I, I, without a quarterback, I think they would have lost that Penn state game if Sean Clifford was healthy. And uh, I definitely, obviously they lost to Purdue. Iowa contenders, pretenders. No, I, I actually kind of agree with that. I think if they didn't, if Penn State didn't lose Sean Clifford, I actually think Penn State probably wins that game. Um, Iowa, it's a tough call, tough call, but I'd probably say pretenders. I mean, they don't, they don't have anything left on their schedule besides maybe you know Big Ten championship that would propel them you know, forward, yeah. obviously Michigan has an incredible schedule that will, if they, if they went out, it's only going to propel them forward. If Iowa beats Northwestern, no one cares. If Iowa beats Minnesota, 
No one cares. If Iowa beats Illinois, nobody really cares at all because Illinois is garbage. Um, Shots fired. I will not contest that. (laughs) If Iowa beats Nebraska, nobody cares. So I I think Iowa actually kind of screwed themselves. I mean, they had to be perfect, and they weren't. Um, And and Michigan certainly has a chance to to propel themselves into the top four um, if if they win out. I mean, an undefeated Michigan beating – Michigan State, Penn State, uh, and then Ohio State, I would say probably deserves a four over Alabama. Maybe Oklahoma, too. I'm not really sure I'm that impressed with Oklahoma. Cincinnati's a lock. Should probably be ranked first. Not sure what they're doing at two. Um, But, yeah, uh, I I, I think Iowa, even if they win out, well, unless the Big Ten, no, they'd probably have to lose the Big Ten championship. But, yeah. but yeah, they did not do themselves any favors, that's for sure. Here's the thing. This yeah. year feels more open for, for who's gonna win it all. You it know, really does. I know it's still early, but it feels like Alabama is still scary. Obviously, it's Alabama, but this isn't the undefeated surefire in for Alabama year, you know. Uh, Alabama doesn't want the Bearcats. That's a hundred percent fact. They don't <laughs> they say want, he's ducking them, bro. They don't want the Bearcats. We saw what they did against Notre Dame. Yeah, we saw what they did against Indiana. Nobody wants the Bearcats. Nobody right wants now. the Bearcats. We, Let's go. We also, we also saw what Toledo and Florida State could do against Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> I've already ordered my Cincinnati fan gear, okay? Die hard. <laughs> All right, that's our bandwagon team of the year. We should, we should make that a segment. How could you not bandwagon Cincinnati? Are you kidding me? I know, we should, oh, I'm cool with it. We should make that a segment at the beginning of uh, next season. We're going to do that. Our college bandwagon team of the, of the year. And we each pick a team. We got to do it changes that. every week. And it's, it's got to be a non-power five school. It's got to be a group of five. Oh, that's, yeah. Corey, that's the whole point of bandwagoning is you just hop from train to train, man. I mean, all right, well, I'm not used to it, man. I'm used to sinking with the ship. All my teams suck. <laughs> we can do a weekly segment out of that that's how much we flip-flop on this show all right box office games we'll go back to the nfl hype game bills titans man monday night football we saw the bills i thought they should have gone for it on fourth and one fourth and inches actually they didn't get it but i would have made that same decision and they just could not get it done but that was a great game to watch really i i think that could be an afc title preview if everything falls tennessee's way and you know, Buffalo Bills looked like they're the front runners for sure. Zane, what about you? Do you think those are two AFC title contenders? Uh, definitely, definitely could be. Yeah, well, the way um, I mean, the way Kansas City's looking, um, the way the Chargers just looked against the Ravens. Yeah, I could definitely the see those two. Hey, yeah, you watch yeah. yourself. <laughs> and I mean, if you're the Bills, I I 100% agree with that decision too. I mean. You're you're winning your division by two games. You're you're four and two. Patriots are two and four. You can absolutely afford to do that. And, and it's one of those just hindsight where you remember when Lamar Jackson and the Ravens went for it on fourth down against the Chiefs and they they converted and you're like, oh, such a good play. And it's like if they didn't convert, you'd be like, Jar Harbaugh, so stupid. What idiot. You know, it's just well, like, we realized how easy that was knowing the Chiefs defense that we do now, that garbage that defense is. But it's just like it, it's one of those plays where it it's all hindsight. And so yeah. I'm not going to fall into that trap. I, I thought, yeah, go for it. Play for the win. Um, you don't really have to fear anybody else in your division right now. So good for the bills. And absolutely. I, I, I foresee both those teams um, in the playoffs. Corey Browns aren't in anymore. Baker Mayfield's out. The whole team. Are what you taking you the bills? Are you taking the Titans the rest of the way? Oh, that's not even hard. Listen, they may have won the game, but the bills will, the Titans may have won the battle, but the Bills will win the war. I mean, <clears throat> there's too much power, offensive and defensive, on that team. The Titans squeaked one out, and props to them. Mostly props to Derrick Henry. Henry, let's be real. Um, they are overutilizing Derrick Henry, and I am worried for him because that's a lot of hits. I mean, he, I know he's an alien, but that's a lot of contact <laughs> he's taken Boy, to we... carry that cadaver of a team. We, we've got this guy over in Chicago, Tyler Bray, if you want him. You know, could, be, uh, could be your solution at quarterback. He's we'll take guy. a couple first-rounders for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, honest, we'll, we'll, I think yeah. I'd stick with Case Keenum. Give him like, on a discount. He's, yeah, a, he's, he's a beast, dude. You want him. Trust me, you want we don't him. Even, 
you know, even if he were a great quarterback, it wouldn't solve the problem. We are out Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. We are out Jarvis Landry for the most part. Der- nope. Odell's always hurt. What do you mean for I mean, the most part? Because <laughs> he, he's been hurt for most of the season, and he's going to be on limited reps for sure. And then you've got three of, three of our offensive linemen are out. Jadavian Clowney's out. Ward's been hurt all year with a neck issue. This team is a mess. We are with the season's over. All that, and they still kicked in the Bears' teeth a couple weekends ago. <laughs> well, oh man! All right, let's talk about our letdown game of the week. And this, I was really disappointed about the, but the Ravens went to Los Angeles and kicked the ever. The, are listing crap out of the Chargers and the Chargers were a lot of people. They're not a surprise team, but it was just an amazing. They're they're a really good team this year, I guess not because the Ravens just kicked their door down and beat them up real good. It was bad all around, never competitive from the start. And Lamar Jackson might be this year's MVP. Corey, uh, were you more surprised by the Ravens' performance or the Chargers? Chargers. Um, I, here's how I see this. The Chargers are the better team and they didn't show up to play. And the Ravens are the last team in the world and the entire NFL that you want to show up not to play against. I mean, Lamar will burn you all day long. Now that he's getting that throwing down, he's got some touch. He's reading things. He can tuck in and run against anyone. We've known that from the start, but now he can throw. His team is looking sharp around him. That is the last team you want to show up against and like you want to show up to that game and not play well against like they didn't bring their a game they looked slow and not great yeah they were slow and they just looked lethargic out there did not look like the chargers that we have seen all year zane what do you think about that game man was it obviously it was disappointing but you know where where is the where did the chargers go from here yeah no i i think i agree with Corey. Uh, more surprised by the, the Chargers. We knew we knew the Ravens were a good team, but we also thought that the Chargers were a good team. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think they just regroup. You know, sometimes you get your butt kicked, and it is what it is. But I will say there are two quarterbacks that I would be okay with um, beating Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, and that would be Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. Those are the only two out of the AFC <laughs> that I'm okay with beating Tom Brady in a Super Bowl because we already know he's a lock um, in the NFC. But, yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's just a stud. He's so good. Um, so I think I think this year, hopefully, hopefully he's gotten over that kryptonite. If they meet again, if they meet the Chiefs again in the playoffs, hopefully he can overcome it again. Um, but I'm absolutely rooting for Lamar Jackson. He's so much fun to watch and he's so good. Um, so not surprised at all that the Ravens won, but certainly surprised that, uh, they just beat down the chargers because the chargers are a good team. So I think they'll rebound, but man. Yeah. Very surprising game. Yeah. Bengals Ravens face off this weekend. Tune in. Hopefully it's on local TV because I mean, Joe, Joey Burrow is going to put the world on notice guaranteed. He will him and Jamar chase, man, that tandem. I did. I did call Jamar chase for rookie of the year. We'll run that back. We will run that back because I did call that. <laughs> All right, man. We'll put it. We'll put it in the loop. We'll make I mean, sure who else would be rookie the of the year? Who, who the else would be rookie of the year right now? I, no one. It's Jamar Chase. He's a dog, man. He's a beast. Well, it's definitely not Justin Fields, unfortunately. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, not Mac Jones. I mean, it's not, I mean, Trey, it's not Trey Lance. Brendan's dad and I were talking. It looked like Matt Nagy retook over the playbook. I mean, it looked like he was calling plays again because they just looked terrible. So yeah, let's talk about that team barometer stuff against the Packers, Bears, our Chicago Bears. Zane, uh, it just looked they had two really good offensive drives, and then the rest it just seemed really just out of sync. It just did not seem. It didn't look creative at all. It didn't look dynamic. It didn't look creative. There's like no motion. There's no rollouts. There's no. There's no nothing. It's like they're just setting Justin Fields up. I, I don't even know. I don't. I honestly don't even know. They look terrible, and it looked like Matt Nagy was calling plays again. So either Bill Lazor just like forgot what he was doing, or what 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 got them success. Um, so I feel bad for Justin Fields, um, because I feel like the Bears probably they absolutely could have been could have been the the winners in that game. So. Little disappointed. Barometer's not. I'm not taking too low. What that puts us 
two ga- two games behind the Packers. So I yeah. think we're okay. I think we're okay there. Um, we were going for next, a wild card spot no matter what. Next time we play Aaron Rodgers, we're going to kick him in the mouth for saying that he still owns us. <laughs> uh, That's a lot of taxes to pay on the, on that city, you know. But um, I'm not going to put that all on Justin Fields. I mean, he's easily the future. I think we just get the right coaches in. I mean, he looks good when he's put in the right positions, at least so far to me. He does not look like the problem. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm still pretty optimistic on the Bears, this even this season. Yeah, I'm optimistic on some of the Bears players, more so than the overall team and the head coaching staff at the Bears least. But I de- Justin Fields definitely answer. He's he's just shown in some of those sparks that he is without a doubt the answer. I mean, if we could go get like Eric Bieniemy or or Byron yeah. Leftwich, or I mean, I'm all for it. Like, let's go, let's go get somebody. Matt Nagy's had his chance, and um, if we can go get Mitch Trubisky back, because clearly it was Matt Nagy's fault. Let's do it. Let's get him back. <laughs> Dude, Matt Nagy, for the offensive genius he is, for habitually not scoring more than 20 points, it it just seems like it's a talent at this point to not be able to score more than 20 points, especially in today's NFL. It's just crazy. Are other teams, Zane? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say they're not lacking. I I mean, the – I would say they're not lacking in offensive talent this year. They have have the personnel to be good, and you're just – you you leave – you find yourself shaking your head after some of the play calls on third down where you're just like that never had a chance to succeed. What a terrible play call. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll start filling out my resume if they need somebody that's fine. <laughs> it's fine with me, but I mean, the, some of the play calls, it's just like that never had a chance to succeed. I don't know why we're going to that. I don't know. I'll let you guys finish up. Yeah, I yeah, went I 10 just... and 6 in my last Madden season. Um and that was with the uh Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, it's I, and I'm on rookie defense. There. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just I'm just putting it out there. You know, there's someone there's a job opening and you know, I I, I can fill that opening. Look and, me up on Indeed, baby. I'm out there. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I we also talked the Bulls they're opening up today. They're currently losing to the Pistons at halftime. Not a good look especially without Cade Cunningham playing in that game. But I think they're our only hope because the Blackhawks are just absolute garbage. We were watching the game last night, and it was it was terrible. We were talking about it, Zane, and there's just tank for the draft picks, man. It, it's just it's just not going to no, happen. No, we need year. to – not only do we need to tank for the draft picks, we need to we need to trade Taves and Kane. No, like, no, no. Yes, it's They're time. still playing at a high level. There's no, no need to. trade. It's time. I don't have anything around them. It's time. Taves was drafted in 06. Think about that. It's time to move on. And he had one of his best years two years ago. Yeah, and then last year he didn't play. Yeah, because he got like that autoimmune like sickness thing that I don't Dude, even know what I'm, he called it. I'm telling you, it doesn't. It, it's better to let him go a year too early than a year too late. Let's move sure. on. Let's move on. Let's get the next Taves. We got the number one pick with Taves and Kane. Let's move on. And let's get the next number one. Do you realize how bad, bad we right. would have to be for that? We'd have to be worse than the Red Wings. You're going to be. Yeah, actually, yeah, because the Red Wings actually got a pretty decent team. This <laughs> we year. haven't won a game. What do you mean <laughs> yeah. you realize how bad we have to be? We haven't won a game. That's pretty bad. I just, I feel like if you're going to be that bad anyway, why? I don't know. I, Listen, because you're going to be that bad. In I'm just holding on to those glory years. They're all that's left, man. No Joel, no Duncan Keith. I can't, no I can't Seager, help no but John. think every time it gets scored on, Mark andre Fleury's like, yeah, take that, Chicago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm showing these guys every time he lets he's in like, a goal. I'd have saved that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, dude, he, th- those goalies are up against a firing squad week in and week out just because there's no defense. But what do you – I, let's let Corey get in on his barometer, but I, I, yeah, let's let Corey get in on his barometer. I just, I want to say Zane's right, Danny. You got to trade him. Um, I, however, being a Red Wings fan, hope they don't because I want to see you go through the depression. That we <laughs> do the same thing. Watch us do it, make fun of it, and then do the same thing and hold on to your, you know, your Stanley Cup winners and of 10 years ago and but no, okay. Uh, my teams, what do we got here? Trash, 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 and maybe. Um, yeah, Michigan's a maybe. Come on now. Come <laughs> yeah, on now. Yeah. Michigan's, yep, a Michigan's maybe. my maybe. 
Detroit's looking white hot, but you know it's still early. They're gonna they're gonna make me sad. I know it's coming. Um, the as Red long Wings, as your punter lot, doesn't so. fumble it twenty yards backwards to ruin uh, the game, you oh, should be okay. Is, yeah. <laughs> no, the problem is I don't trust them not to. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal: Michigan is my name. We just they dive on the ball. Don't don't tell me something that I've already thought and replayed in my head and re-simulated a million times. I'm still sad, okay? Uh, listen, my Browns, they don't look good. The season looks bad because the team is just in shambles. They're all hurt. It doesn't look like Stefanski knows what plays to call with half his team out, and honestly, I don't blame him. We have three offensive linemen that can't play. We're two gimpy all-star receivers that can only play a fraction of the time. Both running backs are out. Our quarterback blew out the wrong or his other shoulder. It's a mess. Um I'm feeling cautiously optimistic about Michigan, and I'm going to end on that note. Go blue. Right, oh, blue. Frap game this weekend. <laughs> I'm not scared of Fitzgerald. Dude, it really isn't. Like, if there's the definition of a trap game, though, honestly, this is a trap game. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Especially with all yeah. the upsets that have been going down this year. Stop. All right. We got to stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming too real. <laughs> too real of a possibility. Case is closed. Wisconsin sucks, and so does every other big team team that's on our schedule that everyone's going to call a trap game. <laughs> Down with the Northwestern. I don't even know who else we play that could be a trap game, but screw them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plenty of trap games to go. I Michigan's got a – I mean, I, I actually – Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State still have to play each other. So, it, obviously, someone's got to lose, and I wouldn't be surprised if – none of those four teams make it to the college football playoff. And everyone comes out with at least one loss. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. Well, the problem way- is I think if- Oklahoma will lose one before the end. I mean, Cincinnati probably won't, but the only, you know, they haven't played that many good teams, so they don't have a great resume, but they're still going to make it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that, 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 um, like UCF played all those games and never got in the top four. Yeah. And then, dude. you know, Boise State, you know, Boise along. State played all those games and never got in the top two. And then Cincinnati just like, hey, everybody. Hey, how you doing? You know, they're just in the top two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Okay. So that's what it's. That's the AP poll. Watch them when the actual college football playoff rankings come out in a couple of weeks. They get dropped down to like 12th or something. No, they no, they beat, no, they beat Notre Dame, who everyone thought was going to be the playoff. Okay. Nobody, no, even though playoff. they were ranked high, nobody believed in that Notre Dame. No, I think, I think if we're being honest, Bama, sh- it should be Georgia 1, Bama 2, Bearcats 3, and then honestly, Oklahoma. Michigan, no, like, I, no, you know, Michigan probably four. I don't think uh, – I mean, I think – I honestly think Michigan should be four right now. Over Oklahoma? Because Oklahoma has an easier path to undefeated season. Yeah, I eh, – that's close. Maybe maybe Oklahoma four, Michigan five, actually. Yeah, yeah. All but it's right. close. It's very close. And, and Michigan can absolutely play themselves into the playoff. There's no question in my mind. And that's not even a that's not even a hot take. They play three ranked no. opponents in their next like yeah, four. If games. Michigan wins out, they're going. To the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I don't think absolutely. there's any way they don't. Absolutely. I mean, listen, don't Georgia and Alabama? They'll probably play in the SEC championship game, right? So that so means what are the odds that Georgia? That game. <laughs> right, basically. But I mean, yeah. what are the odds they do? That one's going to be tough. But I think if Georgia loses that game, Michigan, an undefeated Michigan, gets in over a one-loss Georgia. That's because I mean they would have beat if Michigan wins the Big Ten championship but Oklahoma's undefeated. Michigan's being looking at the outside in at number f- uh, actually, I don't know, it's gonna be really tough. I, d- I could just see Michigan getting ranked fifth and playing in the Sun Bowl against like an ACC team or something, <laughs> or Pac 12, like Pac 12 Oregon State or something. No, I think Oklahoma will lose at some point. I, I do not see them running the table, they look so shaky. I don't see it. They do. Oklahoma State looks very solid, though. I'm not saying I'm not saying I believe in Michigan to run the table either. <laughs> oh no, God, no! You shouldn't. Let I me don't. make that clear, Corey. I don't. <laughs> but I th- I think they beat. I think Ohio State's the game. That's the one. That's going to be the decider. I'm not too. Yeah, scared I'm saying of Penn based State. on strength of Michigan schedule. State. 
from here on out, if both Oklahoma and Michigan State, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Michigan both went out, I, I, I like Michigan's strength of schedule way more than I like Oklahoma's. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's their biggest game? Is it, well, OK State or Texas? Yeah, probably Texas. Yeah. And tell us, to be honest, Texas isn't that they're not, yeah, they're not Texas too is impressive. Just booty. Yeah. They're not back. That's for sure. They no. yeah, but Michigan won't win out, so it won't matter. Eh, we have, what are we even talking about then? No, you heard it here first. Michigan winning out. I love it. Loving the Bearcats semifinal preview. Bearcats, Bearcats, <laughs> Bearcats, Bearcats. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for tomorrow's preview show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to y'all soon.